Have you ever had a client that you use all your tools with, both manually and exercise-wise, but the pain is still there? Ever wonder if the pain is really physical in nature or if something else is causing the pain? In today's podcast, I talk with Justine Calderwood, a physical therapist and IBH certified birth healing specialist and the owner of The Healing Spot in Colorado Springs, Colorado, about her practice. I specifically wanted to know how she is incorporating the advanced techniques she learned through the IBH courses to help her clients and what she's discovered in doing this work. Listen in to learn about the client we discussed and the treatment Justine used to help her client. Hello, friends. This is Lynn Schulte, and you are listening to the Birth Healing Summit podcast. We are here for meaningful conversations that will transform the way you work with pregnant and postpartum clients. Whether it is a new perspective, tool, or technique, you'll be able to implement it into your practice today. I invite you to sit back, listen with an open mind, and grab the golden nugget today's guest has to offer. Now let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Birth Healing Summit podcast. And today I have with me Justine Calderwood. She is a physical therapist down in Colorado Springs, Colorado. She owns Healing Spot Physical Therapy, and she is probably one of my earliest students to get certified. So welcome to the podcast, Justine. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Lynn, for having me. I really enjoy talking to you anytime I get a chance to. Me too. Me too. So I was so grateful when you said that you would be willing to share some case study, a case study with us on using more of the intensive advanced techniques that you've learned in your studies with me. So Justine is a certified birth healing specialist. She's um, taken all the courses and all the testing and everything. And um, I have to say you use it, it. it sounds to me like you use this work so, so beautifully in your practice. And I know you have a myofascial release background before coming in and taking all my courses. So I think you took to what I was teaching like a duck to water because it just came very naturally to you. So um, how, so let's dive into this class, uh, this case study that you want to share with us. Tell us about this person. Yeah, so I'm working currently with a gal that is, let's see, she's currently 32 weeks pregnant. She came to me when she was at 24 weeks pregnant with a lot of right-sided lower back and SI joint pain. Um, She had a previous history of a right hip surgery um, and ACL reconstructive surgeries twice on the right side. So that was part of her history, okay? Okay. And and right-sided. is this her first pregnancy? As well. First pregnancy. Okay, great. Yep. Yep. First pregnancy. Um, actually, I met with her and her husband because he was very concerned. He's like, when she's in pain, she can't do anything. Like, they were just, yeah, he just so such a sweet couple. Like, he's like, he was just so concerned about her and um, her well being. And of course, you know, baby boy that's that's on his way. And so, um, met with them, did a consultation, and then we got started back in May 2023. So now we are in August. So I've been working with her for a few sessions. Um, and she was having, yeah, just a lot of pain with sleeping. She was having pain with, um, her job. She has a desk, uh, related job. She was also having some urinary leaking, uh, frequency and urination, which, you know, kind of comes with the territory, but still, yeah. you know, what, what, what can we do here? What can we balance out? What's going on? Yeah. So, um, so with her, uh, I got started, she was very much high on that right side. She was very compressed on the right, the right, um, side. 
Uh, iliac. High. So like a, an upslip. Yeah. Iliac, iliac uh, yeah. crest was high. Okay. Yeah. And she was also anteriorly rotated. So that was part of what I saw with her. So I suspected, okay, I want to kind of get into the psoas if I can. And, um, you know, what's going on around this hip and SI joint? Well, she was very stuck down in her SI joint, right? SI joint was not moving very well at all. Um, and, you know, from what I could tell underneath, like ischiums, iliums, they weren't, they weren't moving a whole lot. Okay. So yeah. we got, um, compared got to started, the left side, right? Compared we, to the left side. Yes. Compared to the left side. So that's with these techniques, we're always comparing left side to right side. And if it moves well on one side, it should move well on the other side. So right side is not moving. Okay. Yes. And she was tight into her like right paraspinals, into her low back, into her thoracic spine. It was just that that side was just really drawing me in. And, yeah. it, you know, it wasn't a surprise that that's where she was experiencing pain. So uh, we got started with um, some sideline releases, trying to open up this whole right side, um, get that ilium down. And, you know, I was working on the so as just all the things um, related to, say, pelvic mobility. Um, I checked uterine mobility with her as well. She was tighter on her right uterosacral ligament, um, tighter on the right, like lower abdominal fascia, just again, everything into that right side. Um, um, do you find that the, um, do you find that the, um, the baby was more on the right-hand side? Yes. Yep. And she, she was like, right away, yeah, he always sits there. You know, he was, you could tell even just with looking, yep. I ha I always start with my patients and standing and I just look and I'm like, oh yeah, you could just tell he was just <laughs> hanging out over there. Yeah. And she said, yeah, she confirmed that. That's basically where he always is. Um, and so, yeah, just a lot of signs, right? Yep. So let's see. Um, I started with just a lot of manual work with her, like I said, around the pelvis, um, getting the sacrum, ilium, all that to to start to release and move better. Um, worked on uterine mobility, all of this external. And um, even after the first session, she came back visit two and she's like, I already feel better. You know, like I want I don't want to go into all the techniques, but like I I know she told me I'm having a hard time sleeping. Um, you know, my hips hurt, that that right hip hurts, my right low back. So I did a lot of the sideline stuff, right? To rebalance <laughs> things and get the illness okay. moving. Yeah. So yeah, I just I, I just want to share everybody because I teach a sideline technique and I tell my students, I'm like, if any of your clients come in saying that they cannot lay on their side, you have to do this technique. And it's kind of a in flare, out flare kind of rebalancing is is what we're doing in that sideline technique. But I find it as well that if someone can't lay on their side, you do this technique and then was she better after? Doing that was better. And I, and I always check both sides, you know, like, okay, now flip over. So even though all her stuff was on the right, always check the left. And I, I don't <laughs> always find things just on one side. It's it usually, I say ping pongs back and forth <laughs> and I just, I treat what I find. And so, yeah. And what I loved about this particular patient was she could feel the things, you know, I would just do in that gentle compression and she could feel yeah. it releasing and softening and letting fun? go. Isn't that? I love it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a patient yesterday that um, I was doing, you know, oh, I was working on a round ligament. Okay. And, and I could just feel the tiniest little, you know, releases underneath my hands and she would go, Ooh, 
Oh, and I go, oh, you're feeling that? And she goes, yes. yes. So it's just so much fun <laughs> when your clients can really sense yes. releases that we're sensing underneath our hands too. It just makes it so much fun. Yay. It does. It, yeah. Yeah. There's always times where people don't feel it and not right. like, okay, Absolutely. you're just going to have to trust me. And, and yeah. I just have to stay super grounded in, in that. I know I'm doing the right thing, yes. but yeah. it is yeah. so much more fun when they are like, yeah, especially when the, the ones that can feel the very subtle releases and they're like, Wow. And they start telling me, you know, all kinds of stuff. I'm like, oh. I love this. It never gets old. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so I want to, I want to mention a couple sessions ago when I saw this patient, um, because I was doing the normal, you know, pregnancy related, um, techniques that you teach in your classes, but what came up for her, she came in and she said, she actually had kind of a, like she had been doing really well. Every session was like, I'm feeling better. And then there was a period of time. I have to look here between our sessions. So let me see. Okay. No, actually it was only, it was like 10 days. Okay. And something changed. She came in and she said, I'm in a lot of pain today. And I was like, huh, what's going on? You know, yeah. like what has changed? So we're trying to dive into that. You know, are you sleeping any different? Has something changed? And she said, well, I have a trip coming up for work and I don't want to go. And um, so she said she's having some kind of um, in, inner turmoil, I guess, with her job on whether that she wants to continue to work after baby comes. But they haven't been super supportive for her during this pregnancy. And they want her to leave the state to go travel for two weeks time. And she's like, I just want to be at home. She's in her last trimester. She's like, I'm not comfortable, but I have to do it. And they're they're kind of forcing me to do this. So she came in and that was that was what was um, what she told me about what was going on. Um, and so again, I got to work checking things. So, Go ahead. Yeah. Her right side pain was yes. worse. Okay. Yes, her right side. Yes. And I could pinpoint it that right SI. She's like, yes, that hurts. Anytime I touched it, anytime I would try to mobilize it, that's where it hurts. I mean, it was very pinpoint. And so it's like, okay. So I did my just physical things, right? And yeah. it really, really wasn't budging. It wasn't changing a whole lot. So I said, okay. And to be honest, I don't even know what I was doing at the time. I don't know if I was internal or if I was external, but this was what was profound is that when I was working with her, I'm like, okay, let's have you go in here. You know, what's, what are you sensing in here? What are you feeling? What could this be about? Just get curious with it. And I just held space. If I looked at my note, I could probably tell you where I was, but um, anyway, so I'm, I'm holding her body in some way. Right. Yep. And she tells me, oh Yeah. She's well, actually, she started crying immediately when she came to the answer. And she said, I said, well, you can share if you want to. You don't have to. But I can, you know, if you share, I can kind of guide you a little bit better. So she said, I just feel so stuck. I feel so stuck in this job. And I said, huh, interesting choice of words, because that's exactly what she was telling me. Her right side felt stuck. I just feel stuck. I feel like it's not moving. And then she had the same language with, I just feel stuck in a job that I don't like. And then, you know, I guided her through that using some of the advanced techniques that I've learned from you, how to hold space there and how to do some of that dialoguing and 
um, getting into those tissues a little bit on a different level than just physical, right? And she was worried about finances and allowing her husband to kind of provide for the family um, as baby came. And so we just, I just held space for that and helped, you know, guide that. And sure enough, I could feel it releasing. I, and then when we checked in at the end of that session, um, she was 75% better walking out of my room. And no, it wasn't a hundred percent, but we made so much change. And I knew that we had kicked, you know, kicked some pebbles loose that could then continue on. And she had, she was at the heart of the problem that she could then come to terms with. And I gave her some homework on just sitting with that and letting that continue to come up. What do you want to do about that? You know, you don't need to make a decision or take action today, but just coming to that awareness of this is kind of the heart of what's going on. Now you're in a position where you can make some choices about it. Awareness um, is always that first step, isn't it? Yes. They've got to yeah, be aware incredible. of what's on it. Yeah. I love that the 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 term stuck. I just feel stuck, you know. Well, yeah, your body's stuck too. And our body tells the story. It so yes. shows up and tells the story of what's going on in our life when we know how to look and listen and and understand. I, I, the roadmap of the body. And the reason I, you know, clarified that her pain was on the right side is because the right side of our body is our, it represents our masculine energy. And that's about putting ourselves out into the world. It's about doing our work out into the world, or it could also be about relationships with men. But for her, it was obviously her doing her work, moving forward with her work in the world. Yeah. And so, you know, it's interesting too, because sometimes she does have some left side stuff that, that pops up. And I remember too, with um, dialoguing with her, some of it, what, what came up was she wants to be a good mom. So some of that left-sided energetic stuff came up as well. And she was feeling some discomfort over into, you know, the left lower back pelvic floor area and telling me, you know, we explored that as well. Like, what could that be about? Well, I want to be a good mom. And she, and I know just based on the work that I've done with this particular patient that she's got a relationship with her mom and it's, it's, it's okay. It's not super, um, like problematic, but there are things that I, I know she has shared with me that she wants to do things different than what, you know, Mm -hmm. her mom raised her. And so I think there's a little bit of that pull of like, okay, this is how I was raised, but I want to do it differently. But mom still wants kind of a little bit of a voice and, and be able to, to guide her and she doesn't really want that. So that's also some of the things that, you know, we talked about, like, what does it mean to be a good mom? And what does it look like different for you that you can allow yourself to come up into that feminine energy and allow a shift? Um, You know, so that was pretty powerful. I think the most important thing that we can help our clients with is to help them understand that that left side of their body is that input. It's that feminine receptivity of what they're desiring, what they're wanting, and really the the roadmap of how to do it. And then the right side is actually the implementation side. It's, It's doing it. But how we do things actually comes from our left side or if we really listen and having yeah. a nice balanced energy between left and right side in that pelvic space is so critical, especially for new moms, 
you know, to Mm -hmm. help them open up to really listening to that instinct, that, that feminine intuition. It's so powerful for them, you know, especially for dealing with their kiddos and, and that mother knowingness of what their baby, what their kid needs. Um, If we can help them tune into that and own that more, you know, I think the big thing you did here, Justine, was just help her to tune into it, to see what's being held there, you Mm -hmm. know, like, and giving them permission to go there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And listen to their own. Yeah. Intuition, their own calling and. Yeah. And so did you, um, were you able to, cause one of the fun things that I love the most is when someone is talking and they get on that right topic or that right issue, the release of the tissue, mm-hmm. like the softening of the tissue. Um, and yeah, I, I feel that a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I felt that with her too. Yeah. I do feel that a lot. And yeah. if they're not on the right it just kind of, it just stays. It's, it's stagnant or it just stays where it's at and nothing shifts. And I love that you said that you, you know, I I address everything on that physical level first too. And you were trying to get that sacroiliac joint to unstick it, right? It was Mm -hmm. stuck. It wasn't moving. And so, you know, you're trying to do everything you do, but nothing was making a difference. You weren't getting that effective change. And to me, that is an ultimate sign that it's not a physical issue, mm-hmm. that, yeah. that, that there's either energetic or an emotional issue holding that in place, holding that stuckness there. And if we want to be as effective as we can be for our clients, we need to become comfortable being able to go there. And to be able to just hold space, like you said, to allow them to explore. It didn't sound like you were guiding her to one thing or another. You were just letting her kind of explore possibilities within her, right? Yes. Dialoguing. Yeah. Yeah. And picking up on on how she was saying the language, you know, even just saying, huh, that's interesting that you're using that word stuck. Because isn't that what you said about your hip, you know, and just helping her sometimes to connect the dots, but not leading her or or overbearing and telling her what's going on, um, yeah. because yeah. that's that's not my role. And honestly, I don't I don't always have that intuition of this is what's going on. You yeah. know, it's, yeah. it, they have it within, but I can sort of, you know, guide it based on. I don't know. I think that just comes with experience as well. And, yeah. um, you know, possibly I've, I've done a lot of my own healing work. And so, yeah. you know, yeah. I think that helps as well to Absolutely. hold space for my patients, of course, yeah. but, um, yeah, never guiding them in, in that sense of like leading them or telling them this is what's going on, yeah. letting them yeah. come up with it. Yeah. Right. Feel into right. it. Yeah. It, it's amazing how much the, what people say is so spot on. And, mm-hmm. and for us to, you know, but people say it and they just kind of disregard it though. Right. Yes. And for us to be like, wait a minute, that was important. Let's, let's go back to that. Let's, mm-hmm. what did you just say there? Let's explore that a little bit more. What do you mean yeah. by that? What, you know, yeah. like just getting curious with what people are saying and having that ability to dialogue with someone and um, be able to pull it out of them. Right. Cause our, our dialoguing there, there is an art to dialoguing and asking questions that are not, um, they're more open-ended, more mm-hmm. exploratory questions, 
Um, you know, one of the principles I teach in my birth healing intensive is that the, um, that we want to stay away from why and how questions, because that leads us right into our head. And if we can phrase things in more of a what question, that it keeps people more connected to their body, keeps them out of their head more. Um, they don't get as defensive. And so, um, and, and I love, uh, Landy Peak told me that when she learned that in the class, was Landy in your class when yes. you, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So, um, Landy said she started using it on her kids and it was just, she, she found a huge difference in interacting with her kids using what questions versus why did you do that? You know, it, can you hear, why did you do that versus what made you do that? You know, mm-hmm. It creates more of a curiosity versus a blame. And, um, and so she found it really, really helpful bringing it to her kids. And so there's that the dialoguing and just allowing ourselves to stay curious with our clients and allow them to bring curiosity and not judgment Mm because judgment is a big piece that that can kind of stop the process, but staying curious with what's going on in the body is so, so helpful. Mm -hmm. And I was going to see if you find this with language with your patients, if I'm trying to get the, okay, what's your, you know, like what's your body trying to say, or what could be in here? What could this be all about? And when they reply with, I think, I think it's this, I'm like, no, that came from your head. Let's, let's, yeah, let's try to let your body speak. And, you know, just, it can be at first, it can feel a little awkward to give them that space and time that they need to actually explore that. And then they'll come up with something totally different. It's like, Oh, it's this. It's like, yeah, when you're when you're coming from that thinking mind, you're just you're guessing at what it could be based on logic instead of, well, what actually is it based on your body's wisdom? And it is different. Totally. You're you're talking about the head response versus the body response, you know, like what what the head says versus what the body says. And as a therapist, you can start to discern the difference of, you know, like, oh, that totally came from your head. Okay. Let's say, you know, let's, let's answer from down here, you know, come down to my hands and let's see what this area of your body has to say versus what your head just said there. I totally feel that too. And it's so cool, Justine, to be able to discern that because what I say, and, and that's why I, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, where we're just doing talk therapy is only going to get you so far. And, you know, that it's just trying to figure things out from a head level. Well, it's so much easier to figure things out from the level at which it originated. And a lot of times stuff originates in our bodies and coming down and connecting into the tissues of the body. That's where the wisdom lies. And, and the responses, like you said, are so night and day. Um, but to be able to really discern that as a practitioner, like, oh, that just totally came from your head. What does Mm -hmm. this part of your body, and especially working in the pelvic space too, right? Because uh, Tammy Lynn Kent talks about the root voice, the voice that comes from our root, which is that, that pelvic space deep in that pelvic space. Mm -hmm. And, um, and there's, there's an art to saying, you know, not, not um, putting someone down, like, now that's not it, you know, like, what else could it be? Right. Deeper, (laughs) you know, like, that might be what your mind is thinking, but I wonder what your body is 
feeling and using those terms too. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Justine. This was so amazing. I, we could talk for hours. Oh, we could. Yes. I just want to do another interview. Yes, we will. We will. I'm sure. So thank you so much for your time and sharing this amazing, amazing case study with us and how this work can really help shift up when things aren't shifting physically we got to go deeper, everybody. We got to help them to tap into what's really going on in that area. So thank you everybody for listening in. Thank you, Justine, for being here. We will see everybody on the next episode. Here's to smoother bursts and faster recoveries, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Today's podcast was brought to you by the Institute for Birth Healing. To discover more, visit instituteforbirthhealing.com. To claim $50 off of any online course, use coupon code PODCAST50 at checkout. Till next time, I'm Lynn Schulte, founder of the Institute for Birth Healing. 